welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, Merry Christmas. We want to be the first to tell you, Merry Christmas. Uh, Starting in December, we are beginning our brand new uh, Christmas series to celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And just thrilled that you're here this weekend. We want to welcome everybody that's watching online as well. Come on, can we celebrate the fact that there are people right now in Germany, in South Africa, in Miami, and all around the world that are watching that call River Valley Church their home church because they're participating. Also, we've got missionaries that watch every single week. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to the book of Isaiah. And it's really uh, one of the first looks at a, a messianic prophecy. A messianic prophecy saying there would come a solution to our sin problem. There would come a solution to our getting right with God problem. And this is a prophecy that happened 400 years earlier. And so we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 9 in just a moment. Alexander Smith said this. He was a Scottish poet. He said, Christmas is the day that holds all time together. And that's not a quote from the Bible, but as a poet, he had something right. Because in Colossians, it says that Jesus Christ holds all things together. And we believe the Christmas season is the best season because we're celebrating our coming Savior. Jesus Christ coming from heaven to earth, the Son of God, the one who was there at the beginning, the one who will be forever and ever and ever. He is the one that holds all things together. As we get ready to jump to the book of Isaiah, uh, I want you to know that the people of God, what we're about to read, the context of what we're about to read, the people of God were in distress. They were on the brink of war. It was not looking good. They had a king that was turning away from God. They were the people of God, but had a leader that was turning away from God. And so the people were feeling and thinking, where is God? Whose side is God on? Has he forgot about us? And they've lost all sense of peace. And coming to the scene in chapter 9 is this messianic prophecy. It was speaking to them there there and now in their situation, but it spoke way beyond that. This prophecy, yes, was speaking of Hezekiah who would come, but way beyond that it was prophesying that there was going to be a solution, there was going to be the Messiah, there was going to be the Savior of the world that wouldn't just save them, but would save all of humanity. Jesus was coming. And so with that context in mind, let's read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have now seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. And here are famous words. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. 
And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what we're talking about today, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The title of this message and the topic of what we're talking about is one of the names of Jesus Christ and that is Prince of Peace. Let's pray one more time together. Lord, we thank you for these moments in your presence. And I ask that every single person would be reminded right now by the Holy Spirit and by your word that you are the Prince of Peace. You provide peace that surpasses our understanding. And I pray that people would sense a supernatural peace that only comes from the Prince of Peace. This Christmas season like never before. Like they have never experienced before. You know every need. You know every family. You know every person that's been walking with you, Lord, for a long time. And you know those that are in this service or watching online that are far from you right now. Let them know that the Prince of Peace is on the way. And I pray that this Christmas season you would change our lives again. You would flood our hearts again. And you would remind us that peace, true peace, only comes from you. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Sometimes in life, uh, everything's going great. And sometimes in life, uh, the peace can get knocked right out of you. And this happened to me the other day, uh, just a couple months ago, before the snow started falling here in Minnesota. The peace got knocked right out of me. I mean, I'm talking knocked out of me. I was walking onto a construction site, tough start. Didn't have a hard hat on. I was actually FaceTiming my dad. We were having an awesome conversation, you know, super peaceful, really great. Love my father, Awesome. Had my head down, kind of looking at my phone as I'm walking up to a construction site. And out of nowhere, I am halted by the forks of a forklift right into my head. I don't know if you can see it. Don't look too close. I got a scar on the top of my head. Just happened a couple months ago. I was halted. And the peaceful conversation that I was having with my dad, the peace that I was feeling, the excitement that I was feeling, the joy, the love, everything that was going good in my life got knocked right out of me. I don't know if you've been stopped out of nowhere like that. It's like a car accident. And uh, I uh, immediately grabbed my head and I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I don't know if your personality is like this, but my personality is like, I was going to let my dad kind of finish his thought as he was talking, you know. Like, ah, just let them, you know, just let them keep going. I think everything's okay. And I took my hand off, and there was like a lot of blood. I'm sorry if you get queasy. It only gets worse. And I said, Dad, I just ran into a, a forklift, and I'm bleeding from my head. 
And I turned around, got right in my car, and I hung up, and I called Kaylee, my wife, and uh, let her know that I was dying. And she's like, relax, you're going to be fine. And I took my hand off, and blood just started coming down my face. And she's like, oh, Lord! You know, like, no peace in our life at this point. I literally was like, should, do, we, do we do the ambulance, or do we try to drive to urgent care? How do we do this? I'm making urgent care, uh, even though I was like, I, you know, you're getting, I, I knew I was right with God, but you're just double-checking. You know, I've got the, the assurance. But in that moment, it's like, Lord, I love you. I love my family. <laughs> Save my life. I don't know if I'm, like, it's, it's all over my sweatshirt. We've got the pictures to prove it. We're not going to show you. I've got the picture to prove it. Maybe you can follow Kaylee on Instagram. She'll post it or something. You can find it. But listen, I finally get to uh, the urgent care, and I go, I go up to the front. I'm the only one bleeding from the head. And uh, they, they, they say, hey, come, come on up. You know, it's all over my sweatshirt. And they go, uh, do you have your insurance card? What's your, what's your name? And I said, hey, this is, this, is, this is great. Yeah, I appreciate the formality and the, you know, this is, this is great. I'm just, I'm just really bleeding from the head. I, you know, I don't know if this is. So then they fast forward and let me in. And I'm just panicking. Like, I, th- I think I'm going to die. And uh, they start cleaning it off. As she's cleaning it off, she says, uh, man, there have been a lot of forklift accidents this week. <laughs> I was like, man, this is, this is a thing that happens. This is, okay, you know, I didn't, I thought I was like the one and only. Who knew? I had no idea. And what was cool, uh, she goes, did this happen today? And I, <laughs> as, you know, I'm st- <laughs> I just paused for a second. I was like, how is this possible that she's asking this question? I was like, yep, yep, I haven't spent a couple days in this sweatshirt. And she said, I'm asking that because it's actually, it's actually healed up pretty quickly. And it looks like it's something that happened a few days ago. And you're not going to need any stitches. We're going to clean you up. No problem. And this is, this is I'm, I'm receiving it as this is a miracle. And uh, sorry for that story. It's just like, who's, does anybody else have a life like this? This is just crazy. Sometimes the peace can get knocked right out of you. And internally, externally, eternally, the types of peace that we're going to talk about in a moment. Externally, I'm bleeding from the head. Internally, I think I'm going to die. Eternally, Lord, I, I love you. Just a reminder, I love you. I need you. And maybe you're in a season of life where externally something's not peaceful. Or maybe externally things are good, but internally something's not peaceful. And as we end this service, maybe there's people here eternally. There's something not peaceful. Because you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never been forgiven of your sin. You need what is the Christmas story. You need the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who came from heaven to earth to save you, to deliver you, to forgive you, to make you new. He is the Prince of Peace. What does Prince of Peace mean? Let's just, let's just keep moving forward, all right? Now everybody's looking at the scar on my head. 
Prince of Peace in the Hebrew language, uh, because this is Old Testament written in Hebrew, is Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. And let's talk about the word prince first. As they translated into English, uh, into originally the King James Version, they chose to translate Sar Shalom as Prince of Peace. So Sar Shalom is alliteration. It's like poetic. And so into the King James, they said Prince of Peace. But what would have been a better translation, but it wasn't alliteration, would have been Governor of Peace. Commander of Peace. It had a a military sense to it. Somebody that was in charge. Somebody that had authority. Somebody that had direction. Somebody that had power. This would have been a better uh, translation, but, but Prince of Peace sounds nicer. But prince really is a military word. It it could have been commander of peace or general of peace or the authority of peace in your life. You need to know that because prince of peace sounds kind of fluffy. It sounds kind of just nice and pretty, and that's, and that's, that's fine. But what you need to feel when things externally are going crazy or when everything on the outside is good, but inside I feel like I'm going crazy. I don't have peace. I'm lacking peace. You need to know that there's the general of peace that will guard your hearts and your minds. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Man, we need this strength in our life. We need strength, a command in our life. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A lot of times we focus on the uh, beyond your understanding part. But let's focus right now that the peace of God will guard your hearts, will guard your mind. The peace of God is is alive and active. It's not just roses and fluffy and this this if everything's good, this is just this is just nice and peaceful. It's no. Even on your worst day, you can experience the commander of peace that is guarding your heart and your mind. Sometimes when things are going wrong in our life, we need somebody getting right in our face and say, you will be okay. We're going we're gonna to take our thoughts captive. We're going to make them obedient to Christ. You will be okay. It will be okay. You were made in the image of God. You were made beautiful. You were made wonderful. God's thoughts towards you are good, more than the grains of sand on the planet. Sometimes we need, we need this authority in our life, and peace is not just fluffy, flowers, fun. This is just, whoo. This is just nice. Sometimes the prince of peace and the imagery that we should be thinking about is God grabbing our shoulders and saying, you will be okay. And that's the word to you today. You will be okay. The prince of peace, the commander of peace, the general of peace. It's alive. And it's active. And it's what the world knows nothing about. Super easy to have peace when everything's peaceful. That's the peace of the world. I have peace when everything's good. But the peace that surpasses our understanding 
is that while we experience our worst day, the Prince of Peace grabs our shoulders, looks us in the eye, and says, it's going to be okay. He's, and he's guarding your heart and your mind. And what floods into you is a peace that could never be manufactured, no matter how em- emotional, no matter how chaotic, no matter how dramatic, no matter how traumatic, there's a peace that can flood your heart in the middle of the storm. He's the Prince of Peace. I have a story, uh, asked my wife if I could share this, and I just believe it's going to minister to our church that we had uh, really the joy of our life to find out that we were going to have twins and go from two to four kids which is awesome, and it's also crazy. And it's a blessing. And there was a brief moment of darkness that started to crowd into her mind. And I came home as her husband and found that she was unraveling. And again, sometimes in life, there are brief moments of darkness Attack of the enemy, affliction, this mental battle, the battlefield of the mind. Where's Joyce Meyer when you need her? (laughs) And she was battling. And for the first time, I heard my wife say, I don't know that I want to live. And how do we fight? How do we fight the darkness? And the Prince of Peace that surpasses our understanding will guard our minds and our hearts. Will guard our hearts and our minds. He grabs our shoulders. And so what, what I did is I grabbed my wife's shoulders and immediately start speaking the truth about who she is and about how God views her and about how there's, a, there's another side to this. And you will get through this. And you will have victory. And this is more than a motivational speech. This is the word of God that's alive and active, living and active, that will push back darkness in our life. And you begin to resist the enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee. And if she didn't have the strength in the moment to do it, then me as her husband, I'm doing it on her behalf. And I'm going to fight on her behalf. And I'm going to square up with her, even though she in the moment is trying to get away from me. Because this is, this is real life. And maybe you've had an experience like this. And she wasn't even in the position to receive it. And I say, too bad. You're receiving it. I'm speaking it over you. We're going to speak the truth. We're going to speak the word of God. And we're not leaving here until the darkness goes. We're we're getting beyond this. We're going to have victory in this area. And I promise you, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding began to guard her heart and her mind. And we made it through. And we need to fight like that. When peace is nowhere to be found. Peace is not just flowers and fluffy and nice. It is the commander of peace who is Jesus. This is a Christmas message. The commander of peace wants to square up with you and say, I'm guarding your heart and your mind. Sar Shalom. 
The Greek word in the New Testament is irene, which has this imagery of being joined together. Shalom has the imagery of the way things were meant to be. Like the Garden of Eden. Shalom, the way things were meant to be. God designed this planet and he designed us. Originally it was perfect. And humanity, we screwed it up. Adam and Eve, it started with them. But now we're born with a sin nature and we sin and And so we live this life and we have a lot of experiences. This is not the way it was meant to be, but there can be peace that comes in your life that, yes, we'll experience in heaven, and we'll talk about that, but you can experience heaven on earth and you can experience shalom, peace, irene, to join together. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter 2, 19 through 22. So you are no longer strangers and aliens. This is when you give your life to Jesus. But you are fellow, fellow citizens with saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together. This is the imagery. The peace of God. You're, you're being joined together. Grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together. You're being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The peace, this is cheesy, but it might help you remember it. The peace of God, the peace of God is like, it's like being joined together. The peace of God is like you are a peace being joined together with him. The peace of God is like, you are a peace. What you experience in the moment of your worst day, your worst news, your worst diagnosis, the biggest challenge is, is I, I, I am declaring and believing I am a peace. Jesus is the cornerstone. I am just a peace, brick by brick. I'm a peace, and I'm being joined together with him, and he is guarding my heart and my mind. He's putting me together. This is the imagery we should think about, we should understand we should grab onto as we go through troubles. So we've talked about the definition and the rest of this message is really dialing in the three kinds of peace. We've already said them. Externally, internally, and eternally. I'd love to read this story out of Mark chapter 4. And this is when Jesus is in his ministry. So he's been raised now but it's the story of Jesus calming the storm. At the end of the service, beyond just having an opportunity to give your life to Jesus, we're going to pray for those that internally, externally don't have peace. And we're going to believe that the darkness would be pushed back. Mark chapter 4. Everybody there? We good? Here we go. Take a deep breath. Verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us go across to the other side, the other side of the lake. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. The other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves were breaking into the boat. So that the boat was already filling up with water. But he was, Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. I love it. He had a little cushion. That's nice. Our Lord and Savior just had a little cushion. That's good. And the disciples, they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Have you ever said that before? 
God, do you not care about the situation or circumstance or the thing that I'm dealing with? Where are you? They woke him up. Jesus awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. He's the prince of peace. He's squaring up with the wind and the waves, looking the wind and the waves in the eyes, declaring peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Let's talk about external peace. Peace be still. And the wind ceased. There was a great calm. Want you to know Jesus can calm the storm. So whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through. I mean, there's not enough time to read every scripture of Jesus calming the storm. In regards to relationship. In regards to friendship. In regards to healing. In regards to signs and wonders and miracles. There's not enough time to read all of the scriptures of Jesus calming people's storms. And you need to be reminded right now. As you are in the storm and as you are panicking. As you are worried and you might be saying, Jesus, where are you? Do you even care about my situation, I want to encourage you that yes, Jesus can calm the storm. He can solve your problem. He can make a way where there's no way. He can calm it down. He can heal it. He can restore it. He can redeem it. He can do the miraculous in your life. We will preach that until we get to heaven. We'll preach it forever and ever and ever that Jesus can do the miraculous. He can solve your anxiety. He can solve the... Let me say it this way. He can solve what is giving you anxiety. That's external. But now internal, he can take away your anxiety even without solving the cause of it. So it's not just external that he could calm your storm, but it's it's internal. That yes, sometimes he calms the storm. But sometimes he calms the storm in you and says, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil for I am with you. And so you may still have to walk through that valley. You may have to ride out that storm. But he can calm the storm inside of you. And the Prince of Peace can show up in your life My situation's not changing. My circumstance is not changing. But what is, I'm changing. He's guarding my heart and my mind. Peace internally would say, yeah, we're in a storm. Jesus is sleeping on a cushion. The boat is filling up with water and Jesus is asleep. He's showing us the temperament we should have While we go through the storm. He's living by example. No need to be afraid. No need to lose sleep. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be okay. Where is your faith? I love it. It's the Prince of Peace. It's not dropping a hammer or shame on you. It's a strength though. Strength is not the same as shame. He says to the disciples, he's not shaming them. He says, where is your faith? You don't have to be afraid. 
Jesus can calm the external storm. He can calm the internal storm. And he can calm the eternal storm. The beginning of that story in Mark chapter 4, Jesus says, hey, let's go to the other side. And that's what he says to you now. Hey, let's go to the other side. Let's live this life however long. 70, 80, 100 years. But let's go to the other side. We're all going to go to the other side. He wants to calm your external problems and storm. He wants to calm your internal problems and storm. But he wants to calm the eternal storm. That when we breathe our last on this side, do you know your eternal destination? We believe it, that there is heaven and there is hell. And the worst part of hell is not the gnashing of teeth, but the separation from God. The rest of it's not enjoyable either. But the worst part of it is separation from God. And he wants to calm that part in you. Do you know where you would go if you died today? And that is not shame, but it is strength. We're going into the Christmas season talking all about Jesus. And you could live Christmas just like you always have. Or you could live Christmas as a Christ follower. You could live Christmas with an internal peace. Shalom. Like it was meant to be. Like I'm joined together with Christ. I'm grafted into this family. He wants to calm your storm. There's a day we get to the other side where the storms are gone and over for those who are in Christ. Revelation 21, 3 through 5, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. On the other side, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. On the other side, death shall be no more. On the other side, there will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Jesus wants to calm what is external, what is internal, but most of all, what is eternal. And when you give your life to Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And on the other side, on the other side, on the other side, there will be no more storm in his presence forever and ever and ever. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for this Christmas season. For unto us a child is born. His name is Prince of Peace. The commander of peace. The general of peace, the one who is in charge, the one who will guard our hearts and minds. And Lord, I pray right now over the people in our church that are experiencing external storm and turmoil. Lord, would you calm their storm right now in the name of Jesus? Peace be still.
I pray over every person that is in the middle of an internal storm. Externally, things look good. But internally, there may be fear, there may be worry, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. By the power of the Holy Spirit, help each person take their thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Lord, would you calm the internal storm? Peace be calm in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for everybody that whether they realized it or not, is experiencing the eternal storm. Not knowing their destination when they say goodbye to this life here on earth and they enter the other side. Lord, I pray that right now by the Holy Spirit you would draw each person unto yourself and the eternal storm would be calm. Peace, be still. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said, amen.